Hello once again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, of course, want to give a thanks to those who help us bring the show to you for free on whichever podcast platform you choose to listen. Thanks to our guy Brock at Smoking Jay's Barbecue. Uh, Brock was in attendance last week uh, in, in Akron, as he always is. Got to see him. Good time. And uh, we didn't, uh, we'd never get to have Smoking Jay's at Akron. Unfortunately, uh, they've got their own setup there at the Tadmore Shrine. And no concessions at all at, at the Tadmore Shrine for uh, for the us. Yeah, which, right, right. Which, yeah, which makes it a little tough to run there sometimes. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not uh, as financially viable for us at times. We don't get that concession dollar amount, but nonetheless, Brock still showing up to support which is always uh, it's always great to see him and have that support. So you should support him as well. Follow at Smokin' underscore Jays, J-A-Y-S, BBQ on all social media. If you live down in the Maslin area, definitely worth checking out. Uh, you know, it's he's got a spot there you can pick up. I think they're still doing some food delivery. Do we know? Did he ever get that underway? I believe DoorDash or Grubhub or something. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I know that things are constantly uh, in fluid Evolving. motion. Yeah. As far as the smoking jays goes. Well, there you go. But check them out on social media. I have all that information for you there. Uh, I know for a fact that he definitely does catering. So if you've got an event, whether you're in the Canton Maslin area uh, or really most places in Northeast Ohio, uh, he, he's willing to travel. They set up out at Toy Ohio, even all the way out in Youngstown. Folks are familiar with them there. Uh, so check out Smoke and Jay's Barbecue on all the social media platforms. And uh, hey, of course, thanks to the merger between IWTV and SmartMark Video. Watching AIW has never been easier. You go to smartmarkvideo.com and you can check out the entire available archive of AIW. Anything that's ever been on DVD, you can catch it there. You can buy it if you're into physical media. If you like the digital, you can purchase MP4s to own those. All of it at smartmarkvideo.com. If you want to check out other promotions and you're more of a subscription kind of person, you like rotating archives, a la Netflix, HBO Max, everything else that's out there, go to IWTV, independentwrestling.tv. It's where you can go to sign up for the website. You can also download the app if you've got a smart TV or uh, any sort of smart device, realistically. And $9.99 is going to get you lots of wrestling. There are 174 AIW offerings currently available. How about IWTV. that? That is wild. And uh, how many AIW offerings on SmartMark Video, John Thorne? Oh, God. A lot. <laughs> Over 200. That's I stopped counting. I don't know. <laughs> We did, yeah. We counted two hundred, and uh, that was it That's for me. We moved That's on. We me. moved on from there. <laughs> so, do that. Uh, Smartmarkvideo.com. Well, yeah, you know, just to even elaborate on that. You know, it, the waters get a little muddy there with the go for broke. You know what I mean? Is an episode That's count true. as an event? That is. Does a taping a, count as an event? You know what I mean? There's a uh, up for debate. So I'll leave it up to I, the scientists for that. Well, I would say that. The 200 number is more live events. I feel like that's fair to say. Uh, I think that's that. That's what that number would be. Go for broke, kind of his own little 
entity, if you will. Uh, no fans in attendance. So I think that's its own standalone thing. Uh, all of that being said, we roll into this week's episode. And of course, AIW owner John Thorne is here. You've already heard from him. My name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the show that just took place. The Doctor is in from Akron, Ohio, the Tadmore Shrine, uh, which is now available for streaming on IWTV, as I mentioned. Uh, you can watch AIW shows. That is part of the 174 AIW shows available on IWTV now. Offerings. Offerings. So I'm calling them offerings. <laughs> offerings. Oh, before I forget, before I forget, at the uh, complete annoyance of uh, Josh Gold, uh, I have <coughs> released for a limited, limited time uh, an official AIW track jacket <coughs> available on AIWmerch.com, uh, available in extra small up, all the way up to 3X. Uh, the it's a little pricey. Uh, they are $75 <coughs> plus shipping. However, um, I would not anticipate them to be available long because I was always kind of against uh, track jackets being available to the general public. I wanted them to be a roster only sort of thing. Um, but uh, Jay Gold has been pestering me for months about it. Uh, so we designed one a little bit different than. Uh, what the roster has <coughs> and uh, we made it available for the time being. Uh, I w- I don't know how long we're going to leave it up there. As Paul Greer uh, mentioned today in the discord, he was going to order one before I came to my senses. Uh, so I'm going to leave it up for at least a few days. Um, and uh, once they're gone, they're gone. AIW merch.com. Ooh, maybe I'll have to get one of those. Nice little plug ski there. Uh, before we get too far, John Thorne, it's uh, it's shout out segment time here uh, for for our show. Uh, quick shout out to precursor to the show on Saturday. Uh, shout out to my my dude uh, Dan Inks. Uh, he does some marketing stuff here for some bars and restaurants in town. A uh, little. Uh, little fun gathering with Derek Dillinger. Uh, got a, a good time. Got to pop into lost the I don't know, lost social club, whatever the heck it's called. Did that again. You and guys then are, uh, some after hours like partying. You guys got like a little secret club going on, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Secret club. We got into a secret club. You and Derek secret club. Well, you know, he likes to be, uh, he's, um, I don't know what to call him. The man about t- not really a man about the, oh, whatever he's trying to be a man about town trying to get out there more I guess likes he likes his uh like, likes his what, late nights likes his he likes his late nights likes being an extrovert man we got didn't get home till five a.m. Friday Friday evening Saturday morning it was uh, it was a long one uh, it was great complete with catering we went to some after hours we were made nice. <laughs> grilled panini sandwiches. It's a whole thing. It's great. Uh, also, shout out to uh, shout out to East Coast Martial Arts and everybody that also works with Dominic Garini. Man, they showed up in in Akron, Ohio, and uh, it was really cool to have that reception for him. I'm sure, we'll talk more on that. And also, his parents, of course, they were there too. 
I just thought the yeah, the ovation I, was I, great for Dom. I told I told him after about ten years, it's about time he fucking drew a ticket. <laughs> so I told him. So it took fucking it took long enough. Only took a fucking a uh, health scare for to get some drum up some fucking ticket sales. Yeah, there you go. Fair enough. But he did it. He did it. And uh, shout out to the town tavern. We had a. Uh, had ourselves a nice little after party. Not really an after party. I shouldn't. Say <coughs> it wasn't just, much of an after party. It was just a little, we went and got something to eat there. Nice spot. Yeah, we just looked. I mean, because there's no official after party. Uh, I mean, different on the official after parties going forward. We'll see where I'm at uh, in April. But uh, yeah, we didn't have any official after party. So we just kind of were looking for somewhere to get food and have a couple cocktails. And Josh was like, oh, we'll go to this place called the Town Tavern. I was like, oh, okay. You know, I've like eaten, I've eaten there before a show, like, you know, in the afternoon. It's like a nice little restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well, Josh Bishop didn't inform anybody that we we're going into a fucking club. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, a full on dance club that they turned this restaurant into. All the people, like half the people that came weren't even allowed in because there's a dress code. <laughs> uh, no sweatpants. Yeah. Poor fucking razor sharp. Denied at the door. Unbelievable. So uh, I don't know how much I, I don't know about giving them a shout. I don't even think we should shout out the fucking town tavern. Kind of. They were not ready for Razor Sharp, but also Razor Sharp not ready for them. Wasn't sucked. ready for the dress. Just had code. to wait around. I just had to wait around for food forever. Yeah, I was out of there. I was out of there by one o'clock, uh, which is uh, pretty pretty rare. Uh, you know, that's why I, I will not even classify it as an after party. It was like an after. Uh, this place is annoying gathering. <laughs> so a not shout out to josh bishop is that what you're saying because he steered us wrong correct all right there you go would have I been think... better to go to the portage lakes or something <laughs> <laughs> which you wanted to do I, i'll say i know you wanted to so shout out to the portage lakes because it's where we should have gone uh shout out shout out to dr d and everybody that that purchased his books he brought his books to sell, and uh, I think he sold all but one, maybe, of whatever he brought. <coughs> I think he sold them all. Did he end up um, selling them all? Uh, yeah. I, well, we'll get into Dr. D. In a we'll, get, we'll get into Dr. Dr. D in a bit. But, uh, you, any, you got any shout-outs there, John Thorne? Uh, <laughs> Shout-out? Yeah, give me one second. Let me let me find the, the exact... Uh, Okay, shout out to uh, shout out to Coop at Billups underscore Derek, as well as uh, Pretty Ruxpin at Jury underscore Pros Prosciutto. C-U- it's Prosciutto. 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 All right. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, they brought a local celebrity with them, uh, which, <laughs> based on. Uh, our little <laughs> shout out jokes on this podcast. Um, they bought, they brought the alleged uh, mistress of uh, number six from the Cheesecake Factory to uh, sit in the crowd on on Saturday night. So, <laughs> not a lot of people aware there was a cel- there were many celebrities in attendance, but uh, specifically uh, that celebrity was there. Shout out to those guys. <laughs> I uh <laughs> I you, you I had been aware of this friendship 
for a while. And I always would, <coughs> you know, crack jokes uh, when whenever I would see uh, Coop as uh, he's he goes by in the Adamie crowd, uh, just making jokes. And uh, sure enough, he brought uh, he brought the celeb with him, and uh, he introduced me to the young lady, and uh, he introduced her as Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Number Six. And she did not like that title. <laughs> so she did uh, not want to uh, continue the conversation on any further uh, at that point. So I just kind of walked away because uh, it was very <laughs> awkward, <laughs> uh, very awkward uh, encounter. But uh, celebrity was in the house nonetheless. Uh, so shout out to those guys uh, for making that happen. You could say she's a... Uh... D list celebrity, if you will. No, come on. <laughs> we're, not going, we're not going there. <laughs> just this, uh, just saying. Uh, shout out to Nathan Zagura. Speaking of local celebrities, Nathan Zagura con- popping in enough commentary again. Enough controversy going around. We don't need to be making jokes like that, Steve. Come on. <laughs> well, but, but yeah, Nathan Zagura. Good to have him popping in, doing some commentary once again. Uh, although some controversy there, uh, John Thorne. Is that right? <laughs> the Duke, the Duke, very unhappy that uh, Nathan Zagura sat in on Derek Dillinger's match because typically the Duke calls those. <clears throat> yeah, well, Derek Dillinger is like a little Browns fanboy, so uh, you knew 100% he was going to be requesting Nathan Zagura commentate his match, uh, which as predicted is what happened. And Duke took great offense to that. Uh, so a little heat ski in the heel locker room going on, uh, between those two, <laughs> uh, got very heated behind, uh, behind that curtain at the Tadmore shrine between, uh, Mr. Dillinger and Mr. Duke. But, uh, yeah, Duke was all sorts of, uh, wound up, man. I feel bad for Duke. You know, he's going through, uh, a hellacious tax season for everybody that uh, doesn't know. Duke is an active CPA (coughs) uh, head of a pretty decently sized tax firm in which uh, recently ownership changed hands to a non, uh, I guess, tax person, a non CPA. I'm not exactly sure. So Duke has taken on the majority of the workload for the uh, agency as they kind of, you know, continue through the transition of ownership. And man, the Duke is just burnt to a crisp. Uh, You know, he showed up after doors, sent uh, Brooke, A.W. student Brooke, uh, to go get him, I think, (laughs) three monsters in which he drank all three of them (coughs) upon uh, her return, uh, just so he could be pepped up enough uh, for the show, you know, for his spot on the show. And then when he was leaving, he said, I'm going back to work. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, you got to work early in the morning? And he said, no, I'm going right back to my office. And I figure, um, you know, by the time I get there and I get rolling, I should be able to go home by noon on Sunday. So he went direct. <laughs> he went from the show back to his office and worked through the night until noon the next day. Uh, so the Duke is uh, 
shout out to the Duke. He's been burning it at both ends uh, during this tax season. Yeah, that's, I mean, absolutely wild. When he told me he was leaving and uh, and going back to work, I was like, what do you mean you're going back to work tonight? Right now? Like, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, you I, know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock, whatever it was. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. He was just like, yeah, I mean, so he was going back to put in another 12 hours on no sleep. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely nuts. And I, I realize that we're running the risk of getting people to empathize with the Duke by talking about this. But, uh, you know, sometimes the man, he does deserve his flowers. Uh, so I think people don't realize the length that he goes to to be there and perform uh, so that they can hate him. <laughs> that's, that's Speaking of hating him, that was, a, you know, that's a whole other thing that he was dealing with this week, you know. Yeah, yeah. Was, um, you know, which we had addressed on this podcast before is the, you know, 1,588 days thing in which, you know, people got wind of that again and were uh, trying to, I guess, make connections uh, of some sort of dog whistle to white supremacy uh, on the fucking, on a Winchester show. Uh, so, you know, the Duke was kind of really stressed out about that um, work, you know, the scheduling, everything. Uh, and then, you know, of course, uh, he gets there early to commentate Derek Dillinger's match, and Derek, as it requested, Nathan Zagura uh, does the honors. So Duke was none too pleased, I will say. Yeah. Uh, also, shout out to uh, the folks at West Park Barbershop, who uh, the reason they received the shout out, uh, West Barkley's new do for those who were in attendance on on Saturday evening. So shout out to those guys there for taking care of our, our boys. I think Derek also goes there too. And I think a few people, uh, but you know, Wes Barkley had to make it look good after getting the shoddy uh, haircut job from Brian Myers and, and uh, Matt Cardona. So uh, the guys at West park barbershop hooking him up uh, enough for the shout outs. Unless you have any more, John Thorne would get into talking about what happened last weekend. No shout outs. Okay. All right. So, uh, Tadmore Shrine, the doctor is in. The doctor was in. And, and I mean, let's start there. How was the experience with uh, Dr. D, David? So, to be, to be quite honest, you know, because we never spoke on the phone, uh, we only were communicating via Facebook. <clears throat> so, there was uh, a part of me that thought I very well could have been being catfished you know what i mean (laughs) so you know there was a part of me that was like you know this could just you know we sent him a uh a money order but i mean you don't know what happens to that after it gets sent out into the world you know what i mean um so there's a part of me that thought like i don't know maybe maybe he's gonna show up maybe he's not um friday afternoon he started messaging me asking for directions near for his hotel because his GPS was not picking up because there's a bunch of like construction and all kinds of different things over there Mm -hmm. because he was staying real close to the venue and his GPS wasn't, wasn't picking it up. So I looked up, you know, some directions from, I think it was 76 East. He was on, uh, to get to his hotel. And, uh, he told me that, 
you know, he arrived at his hotel Friday afternoon, said he was going to rest, you know, so I was like prepared in the, like, okay, am I going to have to go eat dinner with Dr. D? Is he going to want to get his money? You know what I mean? So I was kind of like in a holding pattern on Friday and he said he was going to rest and uh, he would get a hold of me in the morning. So I was like, okay. So uh, Saturday morning, you know, I don't really hear from him and I'm kind of running around trying to get everything together because I know that it's going to snow. So I don't want to forget anything and have to do that, you know, back and forth trip, you know, last Mm. minute. So I got down, I got down to Akron about like one or two o'clock and, um, you know, just wait, just kind of waiting around, you know, like, and he said he'd be there at five and about four 55. I'm talking to somebody and they go, Oh, there he is. The doctor's in. And I look and Dr. D David Schultz is standing at the door talking to Pedro and uh, he's asking who John is. And uh, I go over and I, I speak to him and uh, you know, he, he asked for his money right away uh, <laughs> and which, uh, you know, we gave to him and then uh, <coughs> we took him over to a spot and, you know, we told him he could sell his books and, you know, we were going to sell the eight by tens and, he started kind of holding court a little bit, telling some bounty hunting stories and, you know, different things involving putting guns in people's mouths and stuff. Uh, so, you know, and then, uh, you know, he started, he, he cut, which was, you know, nice, but also a way to probably move some books is, you know, he said, you know, any of the crew or students that were around, if they wanted to, you know, he would cut them a discount on the book. So, you know, he did that. Um, I grabbed one of the books off of him and I know a couple other people did like Carter and a few other students. And, um, then he goes, I didn't know that you had a, you guys were training people up here. He said, if I would have known, I would have got in there and rolled around with some people last night. And, uh, <laughs> he starts grabbing me. He said, you ever been in the ring? I said, yeah. He said, you ever been in the ring with somebody like me? I said, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> And he started doing like those Josh Bishop, like fucking grab your shoulders real hard things to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Always a good time. I was like, like, Oh God, I don't know what's about to happen right now. You know? (laughs) And, uh, but he was funny, you know, he's just busting balls and having a good time. Um, you know, him and him and Kaplan were chopping it up there for a little bit. (coughs) It looked like they were becoming fast friends. And, uh, you know, a few of the students, um, you know, like big Sam, uh, Don Housen, Carter, a lot of them, you know, kind of hung around him throughout the duration of the evening. Uh, you know, and some of them got to watch the show, you know, the first half of the show he stayed for and watched. And I'm sure that they got all sorts of interesting commentary from, from Dr. D David Schultz. But um, yeah, there was a good part of me that thought maybe I wasn't talking to the real Dr. D David Schultz that really set in like the day of the show when I was like, Hmm. <laughs> It's interesting that this guy like is in town and doesn't want to meet up at all. You know what I mean? Like he's just like here. He drove seven hundred miles and like he doesn't want to see that. Like see any proof that the event's going on? You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, just, it all seems very strange. <clears throat> and you know he didn't post about it on his Facebook page or anything. So it's like fuck, who knows? Um, but he did send me a really nice message at four twenty in the morning. <laughs> On Sunday, <laughs> Sunday morning, uh, because so 
I didn't get, I, I'm kind of bummed. I didn't get a picture with him because I thought he was going to hang around for a while. And he just kind of, mm. after intermission, he was out of there. Yeah, he uh, snuck right out. Because he drove himself. And uh, I guess he told people he's driving straight home, which I thought was bullshit. You know, because I got him a hotel for both nights. So I didn't think that he was really going to drive home. But the fact that he was messaging me at Sunday morning at 420 in the morning means that he probably, he probably, he, did just get in his car and start driving. Yeah, because he probably um, left about 9 p.m. Uh, right. on Saturday night. <clears throat> right. So uh, he said, uh, hi, John. Thank you for everything, my friend. If you ever need me for anything, just call. There are very few promoters that can be trusted, and you have made my list as a great promoter. Again, thanks, and your guys did a great job. I'll talk to you in a few days. You have my phone number. Please feel free to text D, and then um, – this morning, he messaged me again and said, I wanted to let you know I made it home with no problems. I wanted to thank you again for a good show. Take care. And if I can ever do anything, please let me know, my friend. It's pretty fucking cool to get that kind yeah. of message from Dr. D. David Schultz. You know what I mean? Like, even though I didn't get a picture with him, like, uh, you know, that's like I sent that to Pedro, you know, <coughs> and because um, he was really a driving force in this Dr. D thing. And uh, he was like, man, you know, that is uh, probably a message to save forever. You know, um, I don't see Dr. D being that nice to so many people. Maybe he is. But um, I thought that that was uh, a really nice message, you know, and it was really, uh, you know, it's stuff like that, that like, you know, we've kind of we kind of got into it last week and the price of the show and it was a very expensive show and we were all kind of down about how just impossible the break even point had become on the the show after the, the travel expenses and everything. We were all kind of down, I think collectively, you know, I know I, I certainly was on Saturday and I know Pedro was cause in Dom, Pedro and Dom stress far more than I even stress. Um, so, you know, to get a message like that, it goes, okay, you know what? Like we, we have Minoru Suzuki next, next month. You know what I mean? Like that show is selling astronomically great. Like it's okay that this one didn't, you know, it didn't make it to the break even point, <clears throat> but to get that message, I thought, you know, it, maybe it sounds marky or whatever, but uh, made me feel good. It made me feel like, okay, you know what? It, it was worth it. Well, and you have every right. I mean, it should make you feel good because it, it, you do something like this and you had a good experience with him as your guest, but you want to know that you were a good host, you know, like that's a, that's very much an important part because if we're going to do these meet and greets and I don't know, how many people Dr. D keeps in touch with or talks to, but on the off chance, he talks to somebody that we may book down the line for a meet and greet. He had a good positive experience. He's going to relay that message or, you know, anybody that we've ever had as a meet and greet, because this has happened before. We've had multiple people as meet and greets who have then, you know, reached out to somebody else and it worked out in our favor because we did a good job. So it's, I mean, it's always good to get a message like that. Right. It's it's like almost something to put on the Adobe press kit. You know what I mean? As approved by Dr. D. David Schultz. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You know, it, it, it did make me, you know, it did make me feel good. You know, I was, uh, 
Because I would, you know, like Pedro was really bummed because <clears throat> as the guy that is, you know, basically the chief fiscal officer, he's, you know, I know the numbers, but, you know, he is really kind of micromanaging every little expense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he just like, he was like, man, you know, cause especially in Akron, because, you know, he lives close to there and, you know, it's the Akron events are especially close to, you know, his heart. Cause that's where he's from. You know, Pedro lives like a six minute drive away from the Tadmore shrine. But Pedro's big thing is, is he never thought that there was <coughs> high quality events in his area. He always had to drive to Cleveland or he, you know, wherever else or Pittsburgh or all these other places when he was a fan. So to be able to bring AIW there and put on, you know, a quality product in his town, like the Akron shows are very, very special to Pedro. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's always kind of an extra high alert if they're not doing well, you know, because he, d- he doesn't want me to go, okay, that's it. Like, I guess, <coughs> I guess we're done in Akron, you know? So he was, uh, he, he was really kind of on, you know, high, high alert, I guess on Saturday night, but, um, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, sometimes you, you win some, you lose some, 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 this stuff was totally out of our control. You know, when we booked, the show like you couldn't have predicted that flights that are normally i don't know 170 to you know 225 we're gonna go to <coughs> between six and 700 you know what i mean yeah right right you, i don't think anybody could have predicted that was gonna happen well you know so as we talk about the the show itself and the gate the people coming in um you know, real quick, again, just to reiterate what John said, we do have Suzuki coming up uh, April 22nd at the Odeon uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. Only general admission tickets remain, folks. So go to shop.aiwrestling.com to get your tickets to that and, and come out for that one. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a show. Um, also, uh, Shaza McKenzie, you've announced she's going to be there as well. Um We'll we'll go we'll circle back to all of that, but I want to make sure we told people ahead of ahead of everything. But uh, back to Akron here, you know the show. I was thinking about this because we talked about it and and we thought the crowd was good, but there were moments where we just thought, man, are they not with us as long as we would like them to be? Because make no mistake, this was this was a really good card, and I thought that the matches all really you know the matches delivered, and everybody did a great job. And and I started to think back, and, and maybe because that's such a such a big space, you know, this crowd definitely was smaller than the last time we were there. Uh, it was smaller than Hey Yo, as we remember it from back in you know February of 2020. So I think that that had a lot to do with it because it was still a good crowd. As I I really think back to the reactions and people being vocal and participating throughout the show. It's just that it was a, a smaller crowd than what we've had there in past, still a pretty good size crowd, but just smaller than what we had where it almost felt like it was wall to wall. The last few shows that we did there. And it's such a big room that when it's not that way, you can lose some of that sound. So the thing that's weird is, you know, the, the, the presale certainly picked up during the mm-hmm. week. Um, 
but you know, I'm just, I'm looking now <coughs> and it looks like we had about 25 people that didn't even show up. I don't know if it was the weather or, um, what have you. So, um, you know, I think we had probably a little under 400, which, mm-hmm. you know, we've been really getting, you know, getting to that number or higher in Akron typically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a little, <coughs> a little bit lighter than usual in a way, but like I said, you know, I'm looking and it looks like, um, like t- 23 people did not check in, you know, the bought tickets did not check in. Uh, so, you know, for whatever reason, um, but yeah, so I'm interested now that it's on IWTV and please, I encourage everyone to, you know, tweet us, uh, your feedback and review and please live tweet the show. <coughs> um, I felt live the matches delivered, um, but the crowd was a little flat at times. And um, I don't know if it's my fault for the order of the show or if it was just a weirder crowd than usual or people were feeling some kind of way because it wasn't so packed in there. You know what I mean? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, when it, when the crowd's not as not quite as large as, as what it is when it's when it's so packed you you just you do you lose some of that crowd noise and therefore you just lose some of that energy because it is i mean it's a very big room and high ceilings and that's just you know that happens with venues sometimes the sound just kind of goes up and, and, and <coughs> well, yeah it's gone. i mean listen i saw i saw what vince said to Shawn michaels in that wrestlemania documentary about wrestlemania 9 I understand, you know, the noise goes up or whatever, <laughs> but, uh, I, th- uh, like the crowd is, u- is usually pretty hot in Akron too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if it was just an off night or if we drew so many new fans, um, <clears throat> or if we had too many new acts on the show, you know what I mean? I don't know. Um, there's a lot of different, reasons for it maybe you know what i mean or mm-hmm. um it just kind of it live it felt flat to me to where the odeon is always hot because it is a much more intimate room right um so i don't know uh it just to me i just something something about about the show felt off it by no means was it the matches i think all the matches delivered um, for the most part, it just, uh, for whatever reason, something just felt like it wasn't totally clicking. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, uh, but it'll be interesting to see how, how, like you said, how that comes back, uh, on IWTV. Maybe it sounds completely different <laughs> and people are like, maybe it's just the acoustics from where you guys are. Cause you know, that right. the cameras are going to pick up that sound very quickly. Uh, from the crowd because it's just going to go right to it and, and they've got everything. So we'll have to watch it back and we'll see. And, and, and for that reason, folks, though, it, it's, it is streaming now on IWTV. Um, and we'll honestly, it could have just, it yeah. could have just been the mood. You know what I mean? It could have been the, the knowing how far, 
and the whole we kind of were on this show, you know, yeah, it, it could just, just been, weren't into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, you know, <clears throat> it, it was just like one of those things, and you know, it was snowing, and you know, I don't know, um, but yeah, just something, something felt off to me, you know. I know we're supposed to really fucking sell it on this podcast, uh, and like <laughs> I said, maybe, maybe. It translates amazing to video. Uh, I haven't watched the replay yet, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like something was was missing for whatever reason. Well, the matches themselves, man, they they really do. They do deliver. Uh, we'll talk about the card and we'll, we'll jump around uh, because of the fact that a lot of people have not been able to watch it yet. We're not going to give you results and things. We'll just talk about a couple things here and there from this stuff. And uh, and kind of go on. We also have a lot of questions to get to from the Discord today, uh, as we always do. But it seems like more than usual. Um, so yeah, well, let's uh, let's talk about the the matches themselves. Uh, you know, we lead off with with Derek Dillinger and and Riley Rose, and uh, you know, Derek man, he just continues to be like violent. Is is how I would describe his style at this point. <laughs> I well, you know, I think, I think what really stood out here is how, and this is by no means a dig at all, but how established Derek's entire presentation is compared to Mm -hmm. Riley Rose, who has not figured that out yet at all. I don't think, Um, and I think he has. He needs that is what he is missing personally is he needs to figure out who Riley Rose is. And I think that I think it is, he, he's extremely talented. Oh, and super I think, talented. Like if there was a workhorse award uh, in terms of I, matches show to show, I would give that to Riley Rose. I think, and I think, you know, he's been hidden in a lot of these <coughs> scrambles and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> to where the crowd doesn't get a chance to really analyze any further. But I think in the singles against Derek, who has such a presentation, it was very detrimental to Riley Rose because he does he doesn't have that character and presentation and presence and equity built with the fans yet. Uh, in that in that way. So <clears throat> I think that it was um, that was a learning experience for all parties involved, including myself um, as to what we need to work on with Riley Rose and, and going forward. Cause he has, he has the wrestling part, <clears throat> man. I just call, I like, I've been yeah. coughing for like two months. Dude. What is going on? You know, but I, I, know. I think that with Riley, it's a, um, you know, it's a cup half full sort of situation, right? Whereas you may feel like this was a little bit of a, a detriment to him in this match. It's also a very big benefit in in ways because, you know, he's he's stacked up against Eric, who has that presentation locked down. And make no mistake, like the transition uh, from Derek direction, who we knew when he first came into AIW or... Oh, it's like a long you know, time. Like, yeah, and, years, and Derek years. Dillinger. Right. So that's really nothing against Riley because Riley puts forth, as you just said, so much effort. And, and and so he's able to see, I think the missing pieces like, okay, he saw Derek connect 
with the audience at, at different points and what he was doing. And, you know, he can see, oh, all right, well, I did not necessarily connect with them in that way. So how can I do that? But also in terms of the audience, because they get to watch Riley in a one-on-one singles competition and, and not get lost in a scramble. This is, is truly one of those moments where a lot of the audience does get to see what we're saying of how good of a wrestler he is, because that still says something. You can have a great presentation and then you can suck in the ring and Riley's not going to be that, you know? So we we've seen guys who have had great presentations throughout the years in independent wrestling who get that opportunity and it, it falls flat because they just can't work. Riley's thankfully not going to be that person. So we just got to work on, you know, uh, presentation, character stuff. But uh, I think that he he really did shine in the sense that he really got to show these people what what a great worker he is in the ring. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of the, like one of those things where, you know, this is what we do and we yeah. work with him and. You know, hopefully, you know, we can get the I's dotted and, and the T's crossed <clears throat> so he can continue to evolve. That was just my takeaway. Sure. And maybe, you know, in retrospect, maybe I should not have opened with that because, you know, he, it, Riley is not as an established babyface to go against such a, gigantic kind of character heel and and Derek, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's like uh, I can look back on every show and and think of mistakes, but, and this is by no means any (laughs) sort of dig at Riley Rose at all. It's just, um, you know, things I'm realizing and what we can do to kind of better his evolution. Yeah. Um. But, you know, watch it. Listen, folks, uh, from a the pure wrestling standpoint, and maybe you folks have a different take. You're you're what we listen to. It's your reactions, right, uh, and, and your feedback. So watch this match by all means and, and let us know what you think and uh, where you'd like to see things go. Uh, and then, you know, we have Jocelyn Navarro in our second match, and Katie Arquette gets her first big opportunity with AIW. Uh, in front of a big crowd, she's done Winchester, uh, and on this night, she gets uh, she gets the main stage, so to speak. Yeah, you know, just uh, uh, another kind of benefit of those Winchester events, and uh, you know, putting something out there and giving <coughs> Jocelyn a a unique matchup. You know, eventually, um, you know, we're gonna have to mix it up and. You know, Jocelyn can't, can't be the girl that's that wins on every single show, you know, um, <laughs> and that's what we're working on. You know, but Jocelyn is, you know, from our school, she's been working hard. Uh, she can, continues to work hard and help, you know, helps train at the at the academy now. Um, we just got to we just got to get some opponents for her and continue to kind of rebuild this uh, women's division and don't get too excited about that. But. Uh, rebuild the women's division. So will there be a new women's title? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, continue to kind of uh, evolve that as well. You know, um, 
I think uh, there's a, a ton of upside to Katie Arquette. Um, and, you know, it was good to be able to see her in this atmosphere. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I won't get too much into it, but, you know, I was able to tell her kind of different things that I think uh, would help her presentation going forward. And um, I think we'll probably see more of her maybe, you know, back on some Winchester shows and things like that and <clears throat> continuing to to mix things up. Uh, I, I will say that um, these two have a very, they have a good chemistry together. I think when they're in the ring, um, I mean, just chemistry then, beating the fuck out of each other. Cause they were hitting each other so hard. Yeah. Sometimes it is, you know what I mean? Sometimes it is. Uh, and you know, I talked to Katie afterwards and, um, and, and she was saying that she enjoyed it and she felt like their chemistry picked up a notch. Uh, these two have worked each other on, uh, shows for other promotions as they were coming up. She said they had not been in the ring together in three years. And she said the difference that she felt from three years ago was, you know, was night and day. And it was like, they both had worked well, to think, get yeah. back to this point together. And it was really neat. And I think a lot of that, you know, a lot of credit uh, needs to be given to Jocelyn, you know, I mean, three years 100%. ago, she was, a completely different wrestler, you know, and she's mm-hmm. uh, come to the school and, and, and put in a lot of work over these last few years. And, um, you know, I've, I've told Jocelyn this, I was, <clears throat> I saw very little upside in, in, in Jocelyn, even when she first started at the school, like I did not think that she had it and um, she continued to work and she proved me wrong. Uh, and that's what people are supposed to do, right? You know, you're supposed to, if somebody doesn't, you know, doesn't see it, you're supposed to make them see it. And she did. Um, and you know, I, <laughs> I totally eat my words and opinion on that. Um, but you know, I think she would probably agree that, you know, three, four years ago, uh, she wasn't the wrestler that she is now. Um, and I think, you know, that is a credit to, you know, the AW Academy and the, the, the training environment that we've cultivated over these last few years and uh, continue to kind of evolve. I, I also think that there is a little bit of a um, un, unsung crediting to the people that she has worked over the last, uh, well, almost a year now, really, since we, we came back in April. Um, you know, standing out to me in particular is, you know, she gets that match with Allison K and, and AK is just the consummate professional. And I think that there was <coughs> Jocelyn probably learned. I mean, I know she did from talking to her, but just took so much from, from that match in particular moving forward. And, I mean, just and a lot that of evolution, the, you know, a lot of the matches, you know, Lufisto, Um, even at the um the north canton street festival she got to work with zoe sky for the first time again in a long time yep all sorts of you know and and that's kind of the benefit when you know she is the girl that is getting the matches on every show is you know that's our girl that's the girl that's coming out of our program you know what i mean and that is the benefits that you get when you come to train in our program. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. get on shows and you get to work with world-class professionals. And, um, 
you know, that's, you know, she's been reaping the benefits of that and uh, doing very well. Um, we move forward and uh, we go Jackson Stone, who, you know, we cover this leading into the show, um, had participated in the New Talent Initiative in Akron back in 2020. And, and this was a great opportunity. We get to bring him back. He takes on Dom Garini. And we talked about at the top of this, this episode, uh, you know, this is Dom's first time wrestling in his home area. In I did the math before announcing him uh, over two years. Yeah, I um, mean, hey yo, would have probably been the last one. That was yeah, that would that was the last one because even when we did Akron uh, last year, I think there was he was got, he had to do ML he had to do MLW MLW yeah, and then later on he had his injury that he was dealing with. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, uh, I will say this, you know, uh, a very happy for Dom, uh, you know, a, a good moment. Um, uh, this is one thing. And, you know, I've, I said, this to somebody else. Um, the thing that is interesting about AIW, um, is how at times it is almost like the traveling high school sports team for the families, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. um, some people's families <laughs> come out more than others. Uh, Dom's father uh, is having uh, a lot of health problems and, you know, can't make those trips to Cleveland. So, um, he was, his, his mom and his dad came on Saturday and that was so special for Dom, for his dad, who has been going through a lot of really bad health problems. Mixed with Dom, who has had his fair share of bad health problems over the last year. Um, I think that was just so incredibly special for him to be able to do that and wrestle in front of his parents like that. And see you know, how happy and proud of him that they were. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that that was just such a, a great thing for him, and you know, really just him. Nobody knew, <laughs> nobody knew that you know that was going on, uh, but that was just so special for Dom. And you know, you you see it with a lot of a lot of the people that come out of the school, and you know the how tight knit we are. In turn comes a lot of the family support. You know, Josh Bishop's family is is very rarely misses a show. Wes Barkley's family, Chuck Stone's family, Arthur MacArthur's family has been out there. You know, um, so many of the students. Jocelyn's family shows up. Jocelyn's family, yeah. (laughs) Like so many of the students have this great kind of foundational family support. Uh, And it's great to see because, you know, there was a time in wrestling where that was like frowned upon. You know what I mean? Like, oh, your mom's here. You know what I mean? Like, cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, it's so, it's so much, it's, it's like so uplifting and positive when you really boil it down and look at it. Um, you know, like it's, uh, it's just one of those great things, you know, like much like the, uh, <coughs> the Dr. D messages I shared, you know, being able to do that for Dom and, you know, everyone else whose family came out. I mean, <laughs> that was, I can't stop coughing, man. I've been coughing for like three, 
three months. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just being able to, to do that. I mean, that's another one of those things to where it's like, okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to lose a couple hundred bucks today, but you know, like Dom and his family are going to remember that for the rest of the time, you know, Josh and his family are going to remember, you know, all this, all this time spent together. Wes and his family, you know, it's like all that stuff is, uh, makes it very much worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, again, folks, we're not going to talk too much about these matches so you can watch it on IWTV, which is, I I will say, you know, and not, go ahead, not, not the breeze over Jackson stone, but yeah, I will say that, um, you know, he did a few things here and there throughout the years. <laughs> I think um, he really impressed me on this show. Uh, I, I really, you know, I, I thought he was kind of like a serviceable wrestler um, until seeing him in this environment with Dom. And I thought, wow, like this guy has a presentation. He has, you know, he's, he, he's got, you know, the whole package, he just needs more of a platform. And I know he's done some things with impact here and there, but I don't think it's really taken off too much, but I was really impressed with Jackson stone and how, how far he's come much more polished than, uh, than what you recall from last time seeing him. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, you know, it was like a night and day. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of polished people, uh, Josh prohibition, makes his singles return. He's been he's been feeling good as of late and uh feeling well as healthy as he maybe could be right now. And so he gets a, a singles match with with Chase Oliver here. And uh you know, the the old Wiley veteran against uh the Chase is still he's one of those guys where you forget he's still kind of young in his career because he's had the setbacks that he has. Um, yeah, he's still probably, if you really boil it down, rather inexperienced, um, just based on all the starts and the stops. Yeah. So this is a great chance and opportunity for him and, and not just, uh, the learning curve of, Hey, more experience because he's had the start and stop. And, but you know, to be in this environment with a Josh prohibition, obviously you just look at these two. And you're like, they do not have a similar style of wrestling. So it's an opportunity for Chase to work with somebody with a completely different style than his, which just makes you a better wrestler, right? Right. And, you know, Josh wanted somebody that, you know, was a bit more um, athletic and wanted to, he wanted somebody that was going to kind of push him a little bit. And I thought Chase was perfect for that. Um but, you know, much like Riley Rose, I, I do think, you know, Chase is also needs to find that one little thing as well. You know, um, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it is, um, he's really polished his in-ring stuff. But <clears throat> where Derek and Riley was a, a little weird, I think this was weird in the fact that this match may have been better suited for the Odeon in Cleveland, just based on the fact that that is a much more hardcore fan base <laughs> and the baby face, baby face dynamic in Akron. I don't know how well that plays. Um, sure. Because there are so many people that are not familiar with everybody. So I think the match was great. I think they really 
got them in the home stretch, but it took a little bit to to get the crowd going in this one. Uh, you know, you go babyface, babyface to the next match, and I'm interested to hear your take because, you know, I got to listen in as these four guys talked about things afterwards, and our next match was Two Infinity and Beyond versus Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, Matt Menard, Angelo Parker. And and this is more of a heel-heel, though. You, you know, there was like that turning point, and it still is kind of happening. You, you see it a little bit of Two Infinity and Beyond becoming babyface uh, to the AIW faithful, but maybe not full-on yet. So this has an interesting dynamic, uh, on top of the fact that they've known each other just forever. Yeah, I think so. I think Two Infinity and Beyond is falling into that... <clears throat> they, you know, were so dominant and so hated because they were always the champions to <clears throat> kind of evolving into this pseudo babyface, I guess, categorization because they are so established on the roster and have mm-hmm. so much tenure. Um, and it's it's kind of funny because you know we haven't had this conversation, but they kind of can see in the situations that I've been putting them in where it's going, and they're such pros that they have no. I've given them zero um, instruction, but <laughs> they start leaning into it reluctantly because I think mm. even they still want to be heels, you know? Yeah. Um, but they have no choice but to kind of lean into it and, you know, start clapping and stomping the apron and, you know, and like, it's just, uh, one of those weird transitions. And, you know, I I've talked about, you know, doing, I just like doing weird little experiments like that, you know, like pulling off the, the double turn, you know, with PME, and <laughs> the rip city shooters. Um, I just like, trying little things like that. And this is just another example of it. And so I think that the guys from uh, the Jericho appreciation society, formerly 2.0, um, I, I did think that they were super entertaining uh, to watch in this smaller venue compared to like an AEW show. Uh, very like they, they knew how to engage that audience no matter the size. And they were very good with it uh, from, from the opening, from them coming out. And, you know, they were working it as heels as they are, as, as they are presented on television. But these are guys that maybe people don't realize have been around for quite some time. And it was interesting listening to the dynamic afterwards that they were like, okay, well, you know, Colin Cheech, like, yeah, you guys still are, kind of heels baby face they're not really sure what to make of you guys and they were saying that like maybe we should have just worked entirely baby face just because we're tv stars <laughs> and then and people you know people were of course behind the music and all the little things he's like and he's like maybe we should have just done that and so you guys could just i just wanted heel. i I really didn't care either way. I just wanted this to be fun. You know, I just yeah. wanted this to be a fun. I didn't expect this to be, you know, a five-star tag match. I just wanted this to kind of be a change of pace on the card. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it was that. You know, 
for for lack of lack of better description, be more sports entertaining. Um, and I think we achieve that. Yeah, I think so too. It uh, it's just you know guys are always going to break down their matches. Hey, what did work and and what didn't? And it was just so interesting. Uh, and I don't, I don't want to say refreshing because we we do we've we've had a lot of positive experiences with people who work TV and have come to AIW, obviously. Um, so, but it, it was just very interesting to hear guys who work television as heels say, you know, I think it just speaks to the respect that they have for Colin and Cheech. If that makes sense, you know, they're like, all right, this, this is your home turf, Colin and Cheech. We love you. We respect you. And because of that, you know, they were willing to put aside whatever they're presented as on television and just work what works best for them. And I thought that was incredible that they even were having that conversation afterwards. Yeah, I mean, all good. No complaints out of me. I, I thought it delivered. Um, and then we go to the surprise match of the night. Uh, to the folks who are there, you know it now, folks. It's on the IWTV run sheet. But we got Pretty Boy Smooth and Matthew Justice with Fonzie. And, you know, this one becomes violent. We get to see a side of PB that uh, not a lot of people push him to go that route. We don't see him getting hardcore, so to speak. I don't know that he needs to get hardcore, but I I do definitely think he needs to establish that he is a threat. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And this was, <coughs> this was an opportunity to try to do that. Um, I know, you know, he's been experimenting with this new character. Um, <coughs> I'm not a hundred percent on board with it. You know what I mean? Just being completely transparent. Um, so I wanted to put him in a situation to see what, what would happen. You know what I mean? Like what, what mm-hmm. could, you know, that because he's very, very like uh, in depth as to what this character is, and I just wanted to put him in this situation and see what would happen. So <clears throat> I thought it was, you know, uh, there were a lot of good learning, I guess, experiments or you know, exercises on this, on this card. And this is uh, a prime example of one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's a fun one to watch the match delivers. Uh, I think justice and Fonzie really help PB get to that, uh, that next gear, the next level. And so and I speak. think, and I think the thing, you know, to go back on <coughs> the, kind of flatness of the show, you know, as soon as Pantera walk hit coming out of intermission, everybody jumps up, you know what I mean? And it's like an established person they're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of woke them up. So, you know, uh, I, I think <laughs> we're just going through a little bit of growing pains, establishing some of the newer talent that don't have as much equity built in with the fans. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, you know, and then we go, we go four way tag match, bulking season, Bitcoin boys, the main event and PME. Uh, I thought this sure as heck delivered. Uh, you know, this is that's uh, quintessential 
AIW four-way tag match that people have come to uh, love really throughout all the right. years. And I think, you know, I, I think this is kind of, you know, something that is typically put on the front end. Um, sure. Kind of get the people going and it gets the people going, you know, and I think, you know, the more that we talk about it and analyze the show, um, you know, maybe, <clears throat> maybe I just ordered it wrong. And that's why things were a little flatter with the crowd than usual. Um, you know, uh, in retrospect, you know what I mean? Like prohibition and chase following Dom's big return. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things that um, could have, should have been rearranged, you know, now mm-hmm. looking at it, you know, with the full fucking view of everything. But, you know, that's the, that's the name of the game booking and promoting, you know, you, you can't, you know, you, you don't get a do over. Um, and you know, <laughs> all I can do is kind of take this as a learning experience, much like, you know, uh, there's a lot of learning exercises for the people coming out of the Academy on this event. I, you know, I never stopped learning <laughs> and, you know, this is sure. a prime example. This is a prime example of, you know, maybe, Oh, I almost hundred percent think I probably should have done some things a little bit differently on this card. Well, and I understand the thought process with this match in particular because it, it is a tag title match. There are four tag teams, but it's for the tag title. And I know that you typically like to, you know, put those titles in in an important space uh, on the card towards the back end. Um, but I don't know that there would have been anything wrong with with putting it um, early on. Like maybe. Maybe could you seen a scenario where, hey, this opens the show and this just gets people right out of the gate? Yeah, I mean, but, you know, like you said, I like putting, you know, it's a title match. I'd like to put it on later on. Um, you know, it's just, just one of those things, you know, like there's no right or wrong way to do it, I guess. Um, yeah, but- well, I guess the question comes to, you know, in in – in relevance to importance of a match is, is the opening match just as important? Like, is, is it a big deal to be in that opening match just as it is to be in a later card match? I think so. I I mean, I think, you know, the first match and the last match are usually pretty important. You know, sometimes it's based on, you know, what I think can get the most excitement or, you know, think there's different, there's different thought processes into what exactly makes that first match important. It can mean a lot of different things Mm -hmm. based on a lot of different situations. There's not like one specific reason why, but um, this is what I told a lot of people on the show. Um, afterwards i said <laughs> i think everything played well for video um i just think there was a lack of getting the crowd involved in the matches mm-hmm. and it's two kind of different mindsets that you have to find a middle ground on as a performer and uh I just think that some of it was was lacking a little bit. <clears throat> and you can tell they're flat. I mean, if you watch Don versus Jackson Stone, 
Dom was really fucking trying to get him going. You know, I've never seen Dom fucking stomping the mat and you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and trying, yeah. you know, hitting the mat and trying to get, and you know, that was probably him making an adjustment because it, they were, you know, a little bit slower to get going as a crowd. Um, just for whatever reason this time around. So, uh, you know, I, I do think, you know, almost a hundred percent that the show is going to play well on video. I just thought that, <coughs> you know, as performers, they thrive on that actual pop. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Sure. There's, there's not a big adrenaline spike when you're reading the tweet, you know, the next day, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Oh man, this yeah. was a sick match. <laughs> like, uh, I don't think that really gets the fucking blood flowing. Like, you know, a, a live crowd, um, in the palm of your hand. So, you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, the next one certainly got a lot of blood flowing. <laughs> Isaiah Broner and Kaplan. And, you know, you put this match graphic up and, uh, it's it's exactly what you thought it would be, and and that is a uh, a very big positive and a testament to that. I think. Yeah, I mean, this was. Uh, if you, anybody's familiar with these guys, all I'm going to say about it is it is exactly what you would think it would be, and it delivered. Yeah, uh, if you want to watch grown men just beat the hell out of each other, this is your match, <laughs> right here, uh, man. They. Talk about pushing each other to the limit. It's great. Just great. Uh, and then we roll into uh, Rip City Shooters and the major players. And, you know, crowd into this one. Of course, it helps when the guys go into the crowd, as as they often do in Akron. When the Rip City Shooters are in the Akron territory, you can almost guarantee that they're going to end up in that crowd uh, feeding off their, their people over <laughs> <that are> there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I thought this this certainly delivered and uh, was everything uh, I could have asked for out of the main event, honestly. And, you know, I won't spoil everything that goes on and happens. You know, I'll, I'll leave that for, for those who have yet to watch the show. We'll just say that. Yeah, yeah. Watch it, folks. Uh, but that's – it's good. It was uh, – man, that was uh, – it was a fun – and violent and well done match. Um, you know, the, the rivalry between these two sides, um, I think some of the, what we're seeing, the dynamics and stuff that that's a lot of fun to watch, uh, as you know, Myers has worked the Indies before Cardona had a cup of coffee, maybe, uh, not really. And, you know, to see him back now and, and he works obviously all sorts of other indies. And I think that they just blend that TV style. They like, they found the way to blend the TV style of wrestling and indie wrestling so well. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, specifically Myers is a, just a, a master um, at everything. And, you know, Car- Cardona has really, taken to everything um <clears throat> but you know like uh, somebody like cardona you know what i mean like 10 years of television experience you know what i mean that is a lot of equity that you've built up with wrestling fans you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah it's 
it's just uh, it really is an incredible story. You know what I mean? Who knows what's where that guy's going to wind up eventually, or or what's going to happen? But you know, I'm enjoying that we're a part, you know, a small part of the ride right now. Yeah, and you know, we as we talk about how um, putting certain people up against others elevates them, or it becomes a a learning experience for them. You know, the other side of this rivalry, you start to see Josh and Wes really learn that next level style, you know, you, you, you know, like you kind of see the TV style permeating into them a little bit just because well, I mean, that's, you know what I mean? Like, so that's what you want them to do. You want them to 100%. Learn, yeah. You know, so yeah. Sometimes learning is, is hard, you know, and sometimes, uh, you know, it, it takes it takes a, little, a while to understand what's going on. Yeah, no doubt and about it. You know, that's what those guys are, are going through. You know what I mean? It's not always, yeah. uh, you know, a walk in the park. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, folks, that that is kind of our recap of the show. Again, it's on IWTV right now. Check out AIW's The Doctor Is In. Uh, watch it. Let us know what you thought. You know, you've heard us talk about the crowd, but... It, Look, we think that these matches absolutely delivered. So you as a viewing audience, viewing audience, feel free to let us know. Um, AI wrestling on on social media and and let us know your thoughts on on what we've talked about and, and what you see is as you watch the show there streaming on IWTV available now. Uh, and before we get into questions from the AIW Discord, which oh by the way, if you ever want to be a part of, you can join. Go to patreon.com slash AI wrestling to do so. And uh, $5 tier gets you into the AIW Discord. There's all sorts of different uh, threads and conversations going on in there, one of which is the podcast, and we open up to questions every week uh, when we record. Uh, and also don't forget, before, just in case I forget later, still tickets available April 22nd. Uh, Minoru Suzuki will be at the Odeon. Uh, general admission available there, Wrestling. Dot com. All right, into Discord questions. We have quite a few, John. We'll see what we can get to because we've we've talked quite a bit here already. Uh, we will lead off with uh, with this. Have you given any thoughts to releasing AIW rankings? <coughs> and uh, um, no, I I think that mm, it kind of backs you into a wall, uh, mm-hmm. so to speak and how you book things and how you get to things. And um, I think sometimes it, it hurts AEW. You know what I mean? Um, that's just my sure. opinion. Um, but, you know, like if you only watch Dynamite and Rampage and then, you know, they're, someone's racking up stats on Dark and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they're like, oh, here's the number one contender you don't really see that journey. I mean, I get that they they want you to, and they want you to consume all of that content, <clears throat> but I just think that there's too many, you, you get bound by too many rules once you get into rankings. Yeah. Um, it works for some, us for go for broke, but right. But sometimes, <laughs> you know, it's uh, to run the whole company that way. 
you know, I think, you know, the best pro wrestling is just some sort of easy conflict. And, you know, we blended that throughout go for broke, you know, there were rankings and there were different conflicts and, Mm -hmm. uh, um, things like that. But I think, you know, in wrestling, sometimes you just need one little conflict and then you have a money match and it doesn't matter what this either person's record is, you know what I mean? Um, so no, I don't think that's ever something that we would do. Oh, Tom, Tom Dunn, you big dummy. Can I do a puppet show? At the AA Rose sponsored Steve Guy Variety Show at the next AIW Fan Fest. You got it, Tom Dunn. Easy answer. Uh, although I, I know Tom, that. Uh, I heard Tom, I heard Tom Dunn's facing some legal issues. Oh, well, well, got smoke detector going off here. Please hold. <laughs> All right. Got some cooking going on in the house. It smells delicious, but uh, smoke alarm going off. Sorry, folks. Sorry, <laughs> Justin Summers. Uh, all right. Yeah. Also, I will say though, Tom Dunn, there's somebody else uh, whose name I'm not going to mention because it'll upset John Thorne, who has been wanting to do a puppet show, AIW themed for a very long time. Uh, yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. We'll just leave it at that. That's it's one of your least favorite podcasters. Uh, <laughs> could there be, a YouTube or Patreon weekly show from the school with a match or promos, nothing fancy. Um, you know, we've talked about doing maybe a YouTube recap show and we've done various, um, I guess, incarnations in the past. Um, nothing super recently in the last few years. Uh, as far as the school, I don't want to do any sort of comp- competitive things at the school. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a bad environment, bad optics. It's an active gym. They have music blasting throughout the place. Um, you know, people are working out when we're training, you know, there's just, the, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just think it's <clears throat> sometimes, you know, Content for the sake of content is not good. Um, yeah, it's also a little bit of a disservice, right, to the students because they're really trying to hone their craft and, and polish yeah, and some, themselves. Right. And, and they're and if things they're are going sloppy. out there, and, they're going out there and looking sloppy. It's not doing anybody any favors. You know, you're mm-hmm. not going to be a fan of the guy that fucks up a schoolboy, or you know what I mean, or you know, is right. blowing spots because he's nervous. And um, I, I don't like putting that sort of pressure on the training environment. Um, and I just, I think, you know, it's, you have to do that in front of paying customers. You know, you have to, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's the only way you're going to learn. You're not going to learn, you know, with a bunch of your peers sitting around clapping. Um, yeah. And putting it on YouTube. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I just don't think, um, you know, I, I obviously, um, I would like to do more with promos and story development and things like that. And, you know, as we're finally kind of getting back into the regular schedule and we're all trying to lock back in, you know what I mean? I I do see things progressing, you know, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but we've been trying to catch up on the DVD trailers and things like that recently. And, um, you know, we're trying to get, more active and, you know, kind of lock in. And I think, you know, as 
we get back into the, our regularly scheduled programming and, um, you know, everyone is kind of, you know, I, I've said it. And even though we've been back for a year, you know, it, <coughs> everyone was still somewhat kind of in this like funk of uncertainty because of the pandemic and, um, you know, the, the, the time that went into go for broke and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and now as we are, it, it seems as if things are trending more towards normalcy, um, I would see more things kind of lining up, so to speak, but uh, I would not want to do any sort of matches or competitive things at the school. Um, just because I just don't think it's fair to those kids that are trying to learn. Uh, can you go into the decision-making process? Can you or will you? Are you willing to? Uh, what made you join in on some of the earlier collective weekends, but not the recent ones, and what factors would be needed to join in on a future one? Well, we weren't asked. <laughs> I mean, we, <laughs> we weren't asked. Uh Last year, I declined, uh, and maybe because of that, you know, we're kind of off the team. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I I would have probably declined this year, though. I mean, I just think it's uh, it's a big money pit, you know, and there's money to be made, but there's a lot uh, there's a lot of money to, to lose. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I looked, I looked today, and it's just like. To go to Dallas from Cleveland is eight hundred and seventeen dollars one way. I didn't even get to look at the return flight uh, price because I just went whoa. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. We weren't asked. I mean, that's really what it boils down to uh, more than anything. Well, and but, then you know, in terms of declining, you know, Florida, there were a lot of uh, a lot of situations going on. The comfort with where we were in optics in terms of COVID, but also, you know, proximity is a thing too, because, you know, we have our referees, right? We have Pedro is a huge part of what we do, getting things together in terms of organization. And, and I think uh, where, we're, where we're different is, you know, no disrespect to anybody, but you're going to see a lot of the same people on every single show. And like, we don't do that. We didn't, we didn't really do that when we did it in Jersey, you know, we, yeah. We, yeah. You know, now some of those people are some of the people that you see on every show, but at the time they were not. And, you know, we had a few uh, here and there dabbled in, but, um, you know, like I, I wouldn't want to go down there and just book random wrestlers because they're there. That's just, I don't know. That's just not how I do it. And I, yeah. I think that's, that's, I think that's how a lot of these shows are and they're just shows for shows. And, um, you know, I understand that some people are going to make a lot of money and that's, that's great. I, I just don't know <laughs> where we would, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, to do an authentic AIW show, the, the logistics would be very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, you know, maybe we'll get asked again. Maybe we won't. <clears throat> we didn't ask, get asked to do the Vegas one either. So, I mean, maybe we're just not. <laughs> in the conversation anymore. Um, <laughs> and that's fine too. Uh, because I just don't think that, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I just really, Bryce Remsburg told me one time, 
you know, like get a home base and have a home base and, um, you know, kind of have that build it and they will come mentality. And that's kind of what I, you know, where I'm at, you know, like Akron is great. You know, I, I can still be home in an hour. Um, it's expanding somewhat, but you know, for us to really travel, you know, and like we ha- we're like a home, we're like a team, you know, for the most part, um, the expenses would be crazy. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> you know, no disrespect to anybody, but like, you know, if we were running Dallas, you know, I'm going to go in 800 bucks on an Arthur MacArthur flight. You know what I mean? Like it just logistically, I don't know how we dig our way out Sure. to give, to give the authentic AIW show. Um, does Nathan Zagura know he's going to do commentary before he gets there or is he asked after he arrives? Uh, so the first time, um, it was on the fly, uh, in February, I believe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So he was just there. He has been coming as a fan for a couple months and, you know, he had stated that he really wanted to try it and, he was there and I saw him and I said, Hey, you want to try? Go for it. And we just kind of throw, threw him in cold. Um, and then, uh, he had reached out and said, you know, Hey, I want to come. I want to try again. If you'll, if you'll allow me. And I said, yeah, absolutely. And, um, him and Wadsworth did, they did like an actual conference call last week and, uh, spent an hour on the phone going over every single match and he took incredible notes and then went on and researched everybody on his own. So he was like super prepared uh, for this one. So, um, you know, as long as he wants to continue kind of trying it out, uh, I've told him it's an open door policy and seems like, uh, Probably until, you know, he gets super busy with traveling for the, the season, he's going to continue to to uh, come around when he can. Um, Where am I going from here? Okay. Uh, oh, good good question here. We did announce Gauntlet for the Gold will be happening uh, in May, and that will be taking place at the Tadmore Shrine uh, in Akron. And the question being, what will the winner receive? Will it still be the title shot at Absolution? And I presume this question stems from, you know, we've discussed, we're, we're moving things around a little bit and changing things up. Um, you know, as of now, uh, yes. Uh, but that question maybe is going to get me thinking. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll give that some thought. But okay. as of now, you know, that is the plan. Um, we are work. We were trying to find a, a larger venue for absolution, but it has not panned out thus far. So uh, there's a very good chance that uh, absolution is going to be at the Tadmore shrine this year. Oh, all right. So let's see. There from there, uh, 
Kind of a fun question. When will there be a Kaplan action figure on the merch page? We don't really have an answer to that. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have any action figure connections uh, in that in that way to get custom uh, action figures made. Uh, who is next for those dastardly cowards PME? That is a good question. Um, and uh, I have not specifically thought about it, but <clears throat> if you're just going by a tag team that has won recently, I would think that members only may be getting a shot. Really? Based on, based on their win at the Winchester. Wow. Okay. Interesting news there, folks. How about that? Um, if you can answer this, what happened to Ethan Wright? I think, yeah, that's more of an Ethan question, I guess I would say. Ethan's just, in general, decided to step away for an yeah, indefinite period. He decided that, uh, you know, he needed some to, to step away for you know, what I will say are personal reasons. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I told him if he does decide to return, um, you know, we can have a, a conversation about that and see about working him back in. But um, I think, uh, you know, he just, for whatever reason, um, thought that he could be doing more and, uh, performing better for us, I think is what it kind of boiled down to him, you know, and he wanted to take a step back and, um, kind of just analyze his entire where he's at in his career sort of thing. Um, so, you know, we, we told him absolutely, you know, we would give him that time. Yeah. It felt like he wasn't giving us the best version of himself that he thought, he should be delivering, right? It's a fair way to say it. Um, yeah, I think, you know, he was finally getting, you know, the, uh, the platform that he had been chasing for a little bit and <clears throat> just thought that, you know, maybe he could come back a, a better version, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, be more prepared for it. Cause you know, it was kind of, you know, we kind of threw him into the fire there um, mm-hmm. at go for broke and, you know, going forward. So I think he just wanted, wants to take time and get everything, you know, dot the I's and cross the T's, so to speak. Uh, since it's almost April fools, best pranks on someone. I don't know that we want to, you know what I mean? What if they don't know that we, we did it? I, yeah. I don't even, I mean, there's not like a lot of, uh, a lot of that that goes on, honestly, <clears throat> there's like not a lot of like ribbing, you know, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's something, but you know, nothing that's, you know, coming to mind. We, we had one ongoing one for years. This dates back to uh, between you, myself, and Biggins with regards to a former AIW roster member. Um, I don't want to give all the details, 
I, I mean, I'll tell you off the air, but yeah, <laughs> if, if that's not striking me. your your memory, <laughs> one that uh, one that I remember that <laughs> Nick Sink and his brother um, they played this ongoing practical joke on Chandler for like a year. Um, they would call him and ask about uh, ask about the Cadillac for sale, and. <laughs> he would get so pissed and like they went as far as to like, they made like a Craigslist page and um, <laughs> just sporadically, you know, they would just call him and, uh, you know, put on these accents and, you know, call from different numbers and, <clears throat> you know, always ask about the Cadillac for sale and Biggins would get real fired up about it. Uh, uh, I don't know if you. I don't know if you ever. I don't know if he ever found out uh, officially. You know who was behind the Cadillac calls. Ar- arguably the greatest AIW rib, uh, perhaps at the Biggins box. Yeah, that was, was just how fired up one. he would get with that. His mom actually texted me because uh, in the AIW merch store we have Biggins Bucks joggers and a Biggins Bucks uh, crew neck. And uh, she's like, I don't know if Chris would lo- would like this. <laughs> she's like, has anybody bought this yet? I said, no, nobody's bought them yet. It's just something <laughs> to make myself make myself laugh to razz them up a little bit. Yeah. Um. Any chance Russell Rager will be a, a double shot weekend like last year? Um, I don't think so. We're trying to. Um have it as a standalone um we're trying to keep it in august sometime um you know august is is fairly fairly busy uh on the schedule right now um we are uh returning to the north canton street festival it would appear <coughs> we're trying to uh get russell rager you know sometime that month and you know, breaking breaking news, uh, we will uh, potentially. The hope is be bringing back the Jaylet tournament in August this year. Okay, all right, all right. So there will be a double shot in August. Uh, all you know, if everything goes together, but it will probably not be Russell Rager. But what? Uh, it may be back-to-back weekends. Um, I'm going to skip over this one because it says Mount Rushmore of superheroes and uh, John Thorne, not really a superhero guy. No. So uh, you can answer it if you want. Well, you know, I mean, I'm thinking about it and I know you, I don't know. Superman and Batman got to be on there. My my only connection to superheroes is for whatever reason, my parents got me a Batmobile waterbed when I was a kid. Nice. That's pretty sweet, dude. Because uh, I mean, but I didn't know, like, I didn't know anything about comic books as a kid. It was just based on the, you know, nineteen eighty-eight or eighty-nine Batman movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. For me personally, I always loved Captain America, and I don't know who the fourth one is. I'd put on there, so it's hard to say. Um. The fourth one could be any number of people for a variety of different reasons. So I'll leave that open. Um, 
think Dom mentioned before he didn't have a student ready to debut yet. He did. We talked about this. He thought he was uh, X amount of time away. Don't recall his exact answer. Uh, and he thought maybe he only had one that was a few months away, a couple more that were multiple months away, uh, like six or year, whatever. Um, when do you generally know when someone is ready to debut is really what this question boils down to. You just kind of, I mean, everybody progresses differently. So, you know, it's not like a set curriculum, you know, like, okay, you guys are going through this and then that's it. You're ready to go. Um, Everyone just kind of takes the things differently. And, um, you know, the problem is, is like, you know, members only, there were brothers that were ready to go with them and they kind of have vanished, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so that's, you know, two new students that were ready to go that kind of fell off the face of the earth. Um, And that happens a lot. You know, there's like people that are like really close and then they just kind of, for whatever reason, don't see it through to the end. Um, So (coughs) um, there, there's a few that, you know, are getting, are getting close. Uh, I'll tell you what, like, you could tell that wrestling is getting popular and kind of COVID is, um, you know, people are kind of feeling more comfortable, you know, with the vaccine or whatever, because we have been getting so many inquiries um, in the last two weeks about training. So um, you, you really just never know though. Um, <clears throat> I know that there are a few people that Dom and, you know, prohibition, think could be ready relatively soon there you go all right final question perfect that uh, mr whiskers chimed in because she has a little bit to do with this uh ed Battis wants to know will whoever rattles the damn mic all pod stop no it's not mr whiskers it's only been last maybe six months uh so I guess I asked you, John Thorne, do you hear rattling uh, from my end over to you or vice no. versa? This is a thing that people bring up and I don't hear rattling. Do you hear rattling? You don't hear rattling? No. No. Do you See, hear me I rattling? Don't. Every once in a while, I hear what I know <laughs> is your um, the cord for your headphones maybe brushing against the mic. Yeah, sometimes. But that's like, not like, a... Like, con- Right now, Mr. Whiskers just came right in and gave the whole mic a headbutt, but I don't know. It made a rattle noise. <laughs> but it's not a constant thing. So I don't know. I don't, I don't. I'm yeah, curious. I also, you know, full disclosure, like I just, this is like live to tape. I do no special editing anymore. When we would record them, uh, in person <clears throat> I would sit and I would edit everything, you know, through, uh, I, but this way I just don't do it anymore. I just kind of stop recording and upload it for the most part. Uh, <laughs> because when we're in person, there's a lot more people and banter and yeah, things, things being said that maybe shouldn't be getting out into the pod world. That's a fair assessment. Uh, well, that's it. That, that's the last question. I'm glad we we put an end to that. We have no idea where it's coming from 
folks. So sorry, we'll work on it. I don't know what to tell you. Um, anyway, get those tickets <laughs> for AIW on April 22nd, shop.airrestling.com. Watch The Doctor is In on IWTV. It's streaming right now. And uh, get ready. You know, gauntlet tickets uh, is a thing we talked, we touched on last week. Let's end with that. Um, out, out to sale to the general public yet? Or do you have a, a general idea yeah, of when they yeah, they're out? Yeah, I, I sent them out. Uh, I sent them out to the email list on Saturday, and uh, they are available to the public now. Okay. There you go, folks. So shop.aiwrestling.com. And that is also going to be uh, in Akron back at the Tadmore Shrine. So keep your eyes peeled for more information on that and who's going to be a part of it. Uh, as well, we have a we have a Winchester show, if I'm not mistaken, in May too. Is that correct? May 5th. May 5th. Cinco, oh, yes. There you go. That's right. Uh, so, so much going on. Check all of it out. If you want to stay up to date, uh, one way is to join the Patreon, patreon.com slash AI wrestling, or follow at AI wrestling on all social media. All that being said, my name's Steve Guy, and for AIW owner John Thorne and Mr. Whiskers chiming in, we'll talk to you next time here on The Card is Going to Change. <laughs>